Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Staub. And welcome to another day of podcasting of business law and business news. You know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the stock market today because Yelp is crashing like crazy. Not like crazy. It's like down 6%. <laughs> but if you look at the, if you look when our episode about Yelp came out last Wednesday, I'm pretty sure we caused its collapse and its downfall. Most likely. At least the beginning <laughs> of it. Most likely. Now that episode did pretty well. So if you haven't caught that yet, we had a guest from a company that actually was being sued by Yelp for trying to help out business owners. So check that out. RevLeap. Yeah, RevLeap, exactly. Yeah, we're going to stay posted on that one. Interested to see what happens. Good guy too, so hopefully they, they win. Maybe they'll win and the judgment will be that they own Yelp. So that'd be cool. <laughs> and they'll be like, we hate Yelp, and they'll just close the, close the business. Actually, so yeah, Yelp is down 4% on, it was yesterday, and I think another 6 I think 6%, I think I read. But there's also this other campaign or some documentary that's going on. It's called the Billion Dollar Bully Trailer. And it's just a, basically, there's a trailer about Yelp and their CEO and so forth that's being produced, and they have a Kickstarter campaign. It's actually, I had a conversation with somebody this week, and for people that aren't in that don't own a business or don't work with businesses, they probably don't know, but like I mean, we've talked about this many times before, how Yelp's kind of you know can basically control exactly what they do, and they call you if you advertise with them, and you pull the advertising. They can manipulate. They can just manipulate everything, and I don't think the general public knows about this. Why would you know unless you own a business or you know work closely with businesses or someone you know one of those people tell you about it? If you're just in the general public, like my wife is. She has no idea. She uses Yelp all the time because she doesn't know that, you know, they completely can manipulate something and make one business look a lot better than it is or a lot more worse than it is. Oh, yeah. And you're absolutely correct. I mean, most people don't know. And and also, in a way, I can understand why they don't really care, because at the end, all they all they care about is, OK, not just can I trust the ratings, but is a good place that has five star actually good. Because they don't really care about the one or two stars because that's that's fine. All they want is a good place to go, right, and, and a trusted source. So so long as that part is trustworthy, and the, and the likelihood is that it is because it's very easy to get a lower rating, difficult to get a higher rating, even with Yelp's standards. So I can understand why they, you know, the general public doesn't care. But I think because it's hitting small businesses so hard, I mean, I, I predicted, I mean, this is, I, I think Yelp is on a bad course. And I think investors are going to see that on the long term that they're going to have to make some adjustments pretty quickly. And all this information of the practices of businesses are going to get out and general public is going to start understanding it and the impact it's having. Yeah, hopefully. So when is this, is the documentary already out or is it coming out? No, it's, we, we, in fact, we should probably link the, the campaign. There's a Kickstarter campaign. They've raised a small amount of money. It's 50% done, and they need the rest to so-called finish the other 50%, which is understanding. I mean, there's a lot of post-production costs that are pretty expensive. Everything's little things like color correction to audio. So you know, hopefully that gets done. And, and also, by the way, there's been a lot of uh, funding for that 
Revleap campaign too on GoFundMe. A lot of anonymous donors. Do you also want to take credit for that? Of course. Well, yeah, I mean, no one's even heard of the lawsuit until we came, came around, so. Oh, very, very <laughs> presumptuous. Uh, oh, there's, there's some truth to that. So anyway, should we, uh, should we just talk about Yelp again this week, or should we get to our story? <laughs> it's usually what it ends up being. Your, a couple of your uh, hot-button topics. Legally sound, smart business, and Yelp. Yeah. So anyways, we're done talking about Panera Bread. They're doing this new thing where they're going to record their employees making the, the food at the restaurant, which obviously I would think they probably have to inform their employees of. I guess it depends on the state maybe, but in California, you're going to have to probably get some sort of consent. Well, that's what we're going to talk about, of course, today. I get the reasoning behind it because they want to, according to this article, one in seven orders is wrong and not just at Panera, just what? in uh, in the food industry, which I don't, I mean, I, I don't have an incorrect order that often. Actually, I, now that I think about it, it, I'd be surprised if one out of seven is at a Panera bread, but in general, I would say one out of seven is probably correct because I, I guess I'm always specifically ordering something here or there and then they mess it up somehow. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole reasoning behind this is they're trying to figure out you know, why these mistakes are happening. And so if they record the employees doing things, they can, you know, compare it to sports. I guess if you're, you know, your swings messed up in golf then, or baseball, you know, you record it and find out where, what you're doing wrong. And then, you know, you can correct that. Even though <laughs> I don't think someone's like moving their arm the wrong way to make a sandwich. And that's the thing that needs to be corrected. But I, I would assume it would open up Actually, you know what I just thought of too? It's probably going to be benefit. It's probably going to correct things, self-correct it because now that the employees know they're being recorded, they're going to, I would think, pay more attention to what they're doing. And I would think that's probably the reason that most errors occur is just people, you know, not paying attention, especially at this fast paced places like this where it's all about turnover. Well, I think it also depends upon how much are they going to be monitoring it. And by the way, uh, the CEO says that Panera Bread is their one in 10, a little bit better than the average for accuracy of orders. But going back to the issue is that the problem is, is that when you do have any kind of surveillance, employees tend to just be complacent and they kind of forget that it's there. I mean, take a look at computer monitoring, which is pretty popular in small businesses, despite even being told that they're being monitored there's a still a, a, quite a number of, I was reading the statistics this morning and I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was a startling a number of employers that despite letting them know a certain percentage of their employees have been disciplined or even terminated for misuse of the internet and you know even trade secrets, confidential information releases through email and things like that, even when they're being monitored. And video surveillance has been around for a while. So I think it's gonna end up being after they're being videoed, are they actually watching it afterwards and how are they correcting it and actually following up with that? Yeah, and like most things, I mean, in order to do this, they has to, <laughs> there has to be a legitimate business reason that they're going to be you know, recording them or having this surveillance. So, you know, obviously the reason they're doing it is because they want to make sure, you know, correct the errors that are happening, but they can't just, if you own a business, you can't just throw a camera up you know, in the back for, you know, without any reason at all. Like you, surveillance in the store, if you have a retail store, is different if you're worried about theft. But, you know, in, in the back room or like in the break room, there's no reason to put a camera up unless there's that, like unless people are stealing stuff in the in the break room. Yeah, and that, that would be harder to create a legitimate purpose. But at the same time, it, it, it's a pretty low standard in that respect. 
you can usually find a, a legitimate business purpose with that. And you can probably do that in the break room, maybe, maybe not. It's actually a very uh, subtle issue and it's very, very state specific and very fact specific because you have to go past that legitimate business purpose, which is very fact specific. But then you also have to navigate the particular state laws too. And the state laws uh, vary. I mean, there's about less than a dozen states in the country that actually have laws on point with this. Most specific, I think, is California. They have a provision where no employer can audio or video record anyone in the restroom, locker room, you know, anything changing clothes, etc. And that's specific. But of course, that is going to be in pretty much every other state as well. But California has issued a specific ruling on that. And so in general, video surveillance is allowed. I, I'm of the opinion that even if you have the option, and it's not always there, even if you have the option to video surveillance your employees, you should tell them anyway, because what's the point? And, and frankly, if you don't tell them, even if you are allowed to do that, you have a lot of people that will have problems with that. You know, everyone from the civil liberties union to just employees in general. And, and it kind of defeats the purpose of actually having that surveillance, I think. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And what about the California company who is saying they need to put cameras in the restrooms because they want to monitor the water in the sink because of the drought <laughs> issue in California? Well, they don't need videos for that. They can use uh, some other sensors and so forth. Yeah. So there's there's alternatives. But that's yeah, that's a good one. I just made that up. Hopefully that's not a real thing. <laughs> but for Panera Bread, I, I think most, most small businesses that put up surveillance, I think it has to do with, yes, theft, but also legal liability. And I think that that has a lot to do with harassment issues, especially when you're surveilling computer monitoring issues. And we've talked about in the past how, again, despite the surveillance, how, how many computers are used in the workplace during work hours in the middle of the day for completely inappropriate content, usually dealing with porn and sex. I mean, if you look at the statistics for these searches, a lot of it's going on in the middle of the day from, from business addresses. And that's just fact. And, and so these kinds of liabilities are, are real. And so employers do have to protect themselves in that respect. Employers monitoring employees, computer usage, email, et cetera. That's, that's going to make sense. That's been around for a while. This monitoring employees while they're doing their work is, I mean, it's, it's been around, I guess too, but it's just becoming a, a bigger topic. I think what I would be concerned by from an employee perspective, or if I was a privacy advocate, is that cameras are just, they're so small now, they can be placed anywhere without it being seen. Before, it's like, you know, if you want to have a hidden camera, it'd have to be behind a see-through mirror or something to that effect, or it'd have to be, you know, behind something hidden in an object. Now it could be like a dot on the wall. And not only that, is now because of software, the video technology can also help determine not only what's going on, but determine what's, what's actually happening in the sense that someone doesn't actually need to watch the video to determine whether you're slacking off or not, in the sense that it can use its computer software to determine that automatically through its algorithms. It'd be interesting to see if this is a trend or if this, you know, because I, I can't see, <laughs> I would think employees are, well, I don't know. I am not, I'm undecided. I can see them not being happy with it, but then just getting used to it over time and forgetting it's even there. I think that's how reality shows work. 
when they forget cameras exist after like day one i think that's easy to it's hard to it's hard to not act naturally and and it's not like i mean most your most employees aren't going to act up but and i think i think you're right i mean video camera surveillance has been around for a while you walk into any store and you'll see a little camera pointing to the cashier right pointing down and casinos of course have been using that quite a bit for both watching both the employees and the customers and so forth. So there's well-established law with this. I mean, there's nothing new with Panera, but it's probably pretty new to put in cameras to make sure that the order is right. I really wonder if that's the real reason, frankly, but that seems strange to me. It could be just, you know, employees taking food too. And it's not like people don't go to Panera bread because, Oh, they get my order wrong one out of 10 times, you know? Yeah. And I, I guess that makes sense to you. If you have a bad experience at Panera Bread or, or any restaurant, you're not, you're unlike, unlikely to go back. But yeah, it, it seems disingenuous to me. Something more than that. But that's okay. They have the right. I haven't been to Panera Bread in a really long time, so. They have free Wi-Fi. So it's an alternative to like Starbucks if you want to grab a meal. Do you, do you eat at Starbucks? Do they have meals? They have meals, yeah, if, you, if you're hungry. You, you dislike Uber and Yelp, but you like Starbucks. I don't really... No, actually, no, it's true. I don't, I don't particularly like Starbucks, but the, the problem with Starbucks, unlike Uber and Yelp, is that there's not a lot of alternatives depending upon where you are, specifically Houston, Texas, not a big coffee town, so... I just don't like their coffee, so... Yeah, I don't, I don't particularly like their coffee either. I had, by the way, I was in Austin last week, or I should say this week, and went to an awesome espresso place. I already forgot the name. It was downtown, where everything was going. It was awesome. <laughs> Good plug. Down, downtown Austin uh, coffee spot. <laughs> oh, okay. You should check it out. Uh, let, me, let me look it up. Fine. Did you go to South by Southwest? Where were you? Yes and no. I was there while South by Southwest was going on, but I was there for business. So, But I did get a little experience. But it's called Houndstooth Coffee. Yeah, pretty good. Let's leave some bad Yelp reviews on their page. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. And don't forget to check out our new website, poshalaw.pizza. Lots of stuff going on there. And also don't forget to leave some positive reviews on iTunes and Yelp. Yeah. Do we have a Yelp page? No. Okay. Good. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Yep. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast, The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.